Welcome to A Change of Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Walston. And in this space, we navigate life together. We ask the hard questions like, what is the truth you haven't told? But most importantly, we grow together. And sometimes that leads to A Change change of Heart. heart. everyone. Welcome back to A Change of Heart Podcast. I am your host, Angel, and I am a mindset coach and a content strategist. I have not been saying that. And we're going to talk about in a later episode where I am with all this stuff. But for now, we're going to be talking about how to break up with your old habits and talking about how we tend to revert to old patterns, bad habits, when life happens. But before we get into that, we are going to do our question of the day. And today's question of the day, four options, okay? One of them gotta go. So out of these four TV shows, you can never ever watch whichever one you say gotta go. You can never ever watch it again, okay? So your four options are a different world, Living single. We are living. Hey, sing. That is my favorite, like one of my top favorite theme songs. Martin or The Fresh Prince. Now this is a story y'all love how my life got flipped, turned upside down. So one gotta go. Which one are you getting rid of? Everything associated with it is gone. Theme song, everything. Never, ever be able to hear it again. So. Y'all can pull my black card on this and I'm okay with it, but I'm not saying I was not a huge Martin fan. I'm just saying that if I had to get rid of one, I can do without Martin. Like I really do feel like I'll be okay because I really didn't watch it that much. A Different World, I've I've watched that multiple times, the whole series, except season one, because season one really was not good. Um, but listen, A Different World ain't going nowhere for me. <laughs> I love that show. Um, The Fresh Prince is a classic. I feel like we can't get rid of that. And I really, truth be told, I could do it without living single as well, but I like living single more than I liked Martin. So for me, Martin can go. Y'all let me know in the comments what show. Could you check up to the deuces suit if you absolutely had to between the four? And if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, you can leave it in the comment section. If you are listening to this, then you can answer it in my stories on Instagram at Angel C. Walston. All right, so let's go ahead and get into today's topic about addressing and dealing with the fact that we tend to revert to bad habits or old habits. And just to give some context to this, what I mean in regards to reverting to old habits or bad habits is a lot of times when we start to just experience life. So whether it's something that is traumatic, something that stresses us out, something that is anxiety inducing, something that creates a feeling or an emotion that we don't necessarily want to deal with or express, we tend to revert to bad habits. And so an example of this can be um, bad eating. It can be self-talk, how you talk about yourself. You can start to get very negative in that way. It can also be 
just different ways that you self-sabotage. And a lot of times we don't even realize that we put ourselves in this position to just go back to what is familiar, even when what is familiar is not healthy. And we have to get to a place where we're willing to address and acknowledge those things so that we don't continue to repeat the same cycles and we don't continue to put ourselves in a situation where we just return to what is familiar, but not actually creating new habits that are healthy and that are a better response. And so I also want to give you all some practical ways to be able to navigate this space. So one of the things that I have been like greatly working on this year with the heavy on the healing and listen, y'all, I'm going to do an episode. I think this may be the last episode of season three, but we're going to talk about how it is great to heal. It is great to go on that journey for sure. But listen, you're not a problem that always needs to be fixed. And as you're on your journey of healing and growing and becoming the best version of you, it's also really important to take time to just sit with who you are without trying to fix yourself. But we're going to get there later on. <laughs> but something that I have really been working on this year was addressing the fact that like, I really want to do things differently. So that's really been my prayer. Like, God, I feel like I have been doing a lot of things my way for a long time. And I have been in this space of this is how things have been. This is how things are going to be. And I really do want to break up with that mindset. And I really do want to get to a place where I am willing to do things differently in the sense of not shutting down, to being more open, to allowing people to do life with me. Um, and just, just a lot of different things that I have acknowledged that this is how I've been doing things, but it's really not working. And so I do want to be open to trying to do something different. And one of the things that has been really at the forefront of my mind with this idea of doing things differently is accepting that I have, I have a tendency to revert to bad habits or old habits when I get stressed out, when I get overwhelmed, when I have a lot going on. And so we're going to have some story time. I'm going to share with you all an example of this. So this was a few years ago, actually. I went on a date with this guy and let me say this, it is very rare for me to like be excited about a guy. <laughs> like it is rare for me to be like, oh, you know, like I, I think I like this dude, like he's cute, like I'm excited about this. And this guy was like the first guy in a really long time that I was actually excited about. Um, I shot my shot, like didn't wait for him to do that. And I asked him out. And so I knew that we had this date coming up, but there was a part of me that felt like he's going to cancel or it's not going to work out or like just all of these different things. You know how we get into our heads about things. And so as it got closer to the day of our date, I didn't decide on an outfit. I did not like decide on what I was doing with my hair. I actually like made plans in the morning that would if we ended up having the date, I was then going to end up having to rush because I made these plans with the idea like, oh, he'll cancel. It's not going to follow. He's not going to follow through, whatever it might be. The night before, homeboy confirms and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to do my hair. Like I have nothing to wear. And now I have something that I booked in the morning that is now going to be in conflict with this date. And I know most of y'all are listening is like, Angel, what the actual heck? <laughs> like, why would you do that? That makes absolutely no sense. And ultimately that was a form of self-sabotage because I had convinced myself that it would be easier to believe that he will cancel because then I don't have to deal with like the disappointment of like being excited about it, really looking forward to it, and then it falling through. And so as a result of that, I put all of these measures in place that says, well, if he cancels, then at least I have something else that I was doing, something else that can be a distraction. Or it's like, I didn't put a lot of effort into like finding an outfit, getting cute, all of these things for nothing. But the flip side of that was when he did not cancel, when he confirmed, now I'm in a position where I'm stressed out because now I have to figure out all of these different things that I created as chaos. It's like, why did you choose chaos? <laughs> not violence. Why did you choose chaos, Angel? But the purpose of me sharing that is one of my bad habits has been, let me put measures in place so that I don't end up disappointed. But when things actually do work out, I'm now overwhelmed. I'm now stressed out. Another example of this is I have a very bad habit that when things are going really well or when it's something that I want to work out, something that I've been working very hard on, something I've put a lot of effort into, I have a tendency to get it's almost like it's, it's going back to that place of disappointment. It's like you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket because if it falls through, if it doesn't work out, you don't want to be disappointed. And so I realized that I have a way of self-sabotaging because I'm not going to share with y'all what I do because we friends, but that's still my business. <laughs> But I have a tendency to do something that puts me in a space where I end up feeling like just feeling like crap, to be honest. And as a result of that, it's almost like a safety blanket of saying that if things didn't work out with what I was working on, with what I was trying to, you know, get done, it's it's almost like, well, it didn't work out because of this, because I did this, not because I wasn't good enough or not because I didn't work hard enough or not because what I had planned for wasn't a good idea. It's because I did this thing over here. And so this is like a consequence of it. And when in reality, like what it is that I do is not, it's not even like, I don't want to say it's not that deep, but it's not a reflection of this being a consequence, if that makes sense. And the problem with this is the bad habit that I revert to is that when I get into that space, it's very easy to just feel like, okay, well, I'm just going to stop everything. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to check out and I'm going to like get like literally like a turtle, just like go back into my shell. But that is not a good habit to have. And in me acknowledging that I want to do it differently, it's requiring me to respond differently. It's requiring me to look at things and say, okay, this is how I usually act. This is how I usually respond. This is usually the space that I get into. This is usually when I check out. This is usually when I get to a place where it's like, okay, 
not going to do this. I get unmotivated, like all of these different things. And then I end up putting myself back to square one and having to start all over again. And so I wanted to talk about this because I feel like a lot of times we have different triggers. We have different things that prompt a response from us that typically is not a healthy response, but we always go back to what is familiar. And the thing about what is familiar is that although it might be something that you are used to doing, although it may be something that brings comfort, it's typically something that is not beneficial to you at the end of the day. And a lot of times as we are reverting back to old habits, we don't even realize that it's it's not a fix. It's typically a short-term fix for something. Like it will give you the gratification that you may be looking for. It may be able to satisfy something for a short period of time, but ultimately it's not going to be beneficial or effective for you in a long-term sense. It even makes me think of Big Sean's song, um, I'm Single Again, where he says, what have you done for your mental health? I even tried the drugs and they didn't help. Short-term fix that breaks everything else. That was like a very bad rendition of it. I'm a singer, not a rapper, but... My point is it really is a short term fix that breaks everything else because you're filling this void. That's essentially what we're doing. You're filling this void temporarily, but it's like a breakdown of everything that you've been working towards. It's a breakdown of everything that you are trying to improve, that you're trying to do differently, that you're trying to do better. And we have to get to a place where we're willing to be honest about that because ultimately we'll just stay in this, we'll stay in this mindset of when things get too hard, I go back to what I know. When things are a lot of work, I return back to what I know. When I feel overwhelmed, I shut down. When I feel anxious, I get unmotivated. Like we have to identify like, well, what is, what is the driving force behind that? You know, you know, we're going to talk about the root of this thing. What are the things that are driving this response? What are the things that are triggering you to go back to what is familiar and how can you interrupt that pattern so that you can ultimately create new habits and healthier habits so that you're not just returning to the things that ultimately are a short-term fix. And so I wanna work through some of like my process with you all and also give you some practical ways of how to do this. So in the example that I gave in regards to this date, we'll use that as an example, since that one is a little bit more specific. So I came across this article and I actually cannot find it now. If I find it, I will make sure to link it. Um, but in the article, it was talking about one of the things that you should do to interrupt or break up with your old habits is to create new habits. And in creating new habits, ultimately what you need to do is write out at least five things that you do consistently, the, the behavior that you wanna change. So write out five instances that that behavior has shown up because that's a good sample size for you to get an idea of like, okay, this is a pattern, this is what I do. And so in the example that I read, the person was talking about being late. And so in this example that I'll use for me when it comes to, and not necessarily just dating, but using that example, one of the things that I did was I filled my schedule, got busy so that I wouldn't be, no, actually just write it out. You, we we going to get to what the reason was for. So filling my schedule up with things not preparing, so a lack of preparation, talking myself out of something good, 
we'll start with those three. Okay. So from there, look at like what, okay, what is the pattern here? Like, what is the thing that you do consistently? And as you look at those things, also identify what is the driving force behind that. So what is the root of why you behave in these ways? What is the root as to why you behave in this way? What is the trigger for you? What causes you to do the things that you do ultimately? So you can think about how, how am I feeling when I make these decisions? Are there other people involved? Are there people that trigger you? Um, does it happen right after something else? Like what, what is the cause of this? And so I can say for myself, giving this dating example, that although, well, I won't even say the dating example, that's one example of how that particular pattern shows up in my life, but that's typically how I try to avoid disappointment. That's typically how I try to avoid, you know, getting my hopes up about something, being excited about something and it falling through. And so when you're thinking about these different things, you have to think about like, what is it that I'm trying to avoid? Because typically when we have this behavior that shows up or when we revert to an old behavior, it's typically a result of us trying to avoid something else. So when you take the time to think about what is your trigger? What is the root of this? What is the cause of this? Also ask yourself the question, what is the negative emotion, the negative feeling or what is even something, sometimes it's a challenging emotion or a challenging feeling. It's not always negative per se. It can very well just be something that challenges you. So what is it that challenges you or what is it that you're trying to avoid that leads you to go back to a place that is familiar, even though you know it may not be healthy? Now, after you identify that, think about why do you want to change this behavior? Why do you want to do it differently? Why do you want to break this habit? Why do you want to break this pattern? So I know for myself, just using this example specifically, I recognize it to be a form of self-sabotaging. And I also recognize that in anything that is a risk associated with it, for me and for most people, there's going to be this feeling of anxiety. There's going to be this feeling of, I don't want to get excited about something and it falls through. I don't want to be disappointed, right? There's going to be a level of vulnerability, which y'all know I'm working on, which I feel like I've been doing very well. Just want to throw that one out there for free. Um, but there is, there's going to be a level of vulnerability because in talking about being disappointed, being let down, that requires you to be in touch with your feelings, okay? That requires you to be honest about how you're feeling about something. And that's a very vulnerable space, especially when it's associated with feelings that are let down, that are disappointed. And so take a couple of moments to consider why do you want to break the habit and what are the benefits that you can also see if you change this pattern, if you choose to do things differently. So I know for myself, if I, if I will commit to not shutting down, not overwhelming myself, not self-sabotaging, not putting myself in a position where I'm focused on it's going to go bad before even giving it an opportunity to go good or to be good, that puts me in a position where, yes, there will still be that anxiety there. There will still be that feeling or thought of, is this going to fall through? But 
give it the opportunity to see it through. And one of the things that I really love from my life coach is that she has really helped me to get a new perspective when it comes to the worst case scenario. Because when you really think about it, when you play through the whole idea of worst case scenario, you realize that it's gonna be okay. Like even if the worst thing happens, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like you will still live, you will still be okay. Life as you know it will still go on. Yes, there may be some things that you have to change, adapt to, which is all a part of life. But if you really take the time to ask yourself the questions like, okay, this is the worst case scenario. So for example, the dating example, this is kind of a, this is kind of a small one, but it's like if homeboy would have canceled on me, like, okay, he cancels. We don't go out. I go out with somebody else. It's not that deep. Like it's not that deep to put ourselves in a position where we have to get so stressed and overwhelmed and revert back to old habits. So as you're thinking about like this worst case scenario that you may be trying to avoid, also just take the time to consider that if you really play out worst case scenario to the end and you ask yourself like, okay, now what? And then what? What does that mean? How are you going to feel about that? Okay. Like once you do that, you realize it's really not as big of a deal or as bad as we may have in mind. Another thing that we have to think about in regards to triggers is for those who may deal with anxiety or deal with depression or deal with um, just any type of like mood issues or disorders. It is important to also think about like what triggers that. Think about like the food that you're eating. Think about when you experience death, when you experience a loss, when you experience like all of these different things, like what is your go-to mode? Because for some of us, we have a go-to mode that has been, it's almost like it has been a part of our family history, generational. Come on, generational curses. Like, let's talk about that for real, because we don't necessarily realize that some of the habits that we tend to go back to are things that our parents dealt with, our grandparents, our aunts, our uncles, our cousins, all of these different things. So we can end up in a position where we continue patterns and cycles that have been going on for decades and that have been going on for generations that we ultimately need to break. And another thing that can help with this is having accountability, having someone that you can talk to. And even if you have a safe space within your family where you can talk about it, you may be able to learn that a lot of the habits that you have been carrying are generational. And in having that information, it can position you to know what you need to do differently, how you can break those things. But in talking to someone, having that accountability, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a life coach, whether it's a friend, a sibling whatever it might be. It's important to have someone who can encourage you, who can hold you accountable, and who can help you to break those unwanted habits. And so I have a friend who I was telling her, like, as I'm just on this in this space of working to working towards being more vulnerable, working towards being more open and honest about things that I am encountering and not shutting down, the things that I've been asking of my friends here lately is 
hold me accountable in regards to talking about things because I am someone who internalizes a lot. I am someone who tends to process things alone. Although I have gotten better with that, my default is still to isolate. My default is still to focus on, let me deal with this by myself, even though I have spaces where I can share, where I can connect, where I can be open and honest and vulnerable. And that is a safe space. And so I've been asking them to like, hold me accountable in that, in that area. If you know, you ask me how I feel about something, if you ask me what's going on and I just say, like, I give you a generic answer, feel free to call me out on that. But in the same breath, also understand that if I say I don't know, that's also not a cop out sometimes. Like sometimes I honestly don't know and I have to take the time to think about like what does, how do I really feel about this? Because my default has also been just kind of like, let's not deal with the emotional side of it. Let me not deal with the feeling side of it. Let me just address the fact that I don't like this, this is an issue, whatever it might be, and we're just gonna move past it. So it's important to be able to have someone who can distinguish the two because I know for myself as well, if you poke the bear, if you press me about things, that's also gonna cause me to shut down. But I do, I am working on being more intentional about saying like, hey, I really don't have an answer right now or I really don't know. And I'm, I'm telling you that honestly, I'm not saying that because I just don't wanna to talk to you about it. So it's important to have people who you can be like your true self with and that you can honestly just talk to about things that is not a judgmental space. It's not a critical space. It's not a space that is going to chastise you, but that you can actually like process things with. The other thing is once you identify your triggers, you have someone that's going to hold you accountable. You identify your patterns. You identify all of these different things. Now you got to replace these old habits with new ones. And so as I was saying earlier about like my prayer here lately has been like, God, help me to do it differently. Um, I had a situation that came up. It involves somebody else. So it's not my business to share. So I, this will be vague. But um, I had a situation that came up actually this week that I was told information about someone who I, the information just kind of made me feel like, you know what? I'm good, love. Enjoy. But I realized that that would have been my response. That's the easy response. And like I said, my prayer has been, I want to do it differently. And so even in hearing the information that kind of left a sour taste in my mouth, I realized like we have to do it differently, Angel. And this would be a great excuse or reason to check up the deuces, isolate and be like, you know what? I'm not doing this, but it's also a cop out because the information I found out, it wasn't, it doesn't warrant that response. And it's not something that it, it, it literally would be a cop out for me to respond in that way. And so instead I'm having to be honest with myself about the fact that some of your ways that you shut down are cop out. And it's an easy way for you to simply just not address things that you don't want to talk about or things that you don't want to deal with. And it's ultimately something that you are avoiding. And so in knowing that, in doing it differently, it's now about having to have conversations about things. It's about still continuing, not even, I wouldn't say continuing this relationship, but not 
going backwards in this relationship based off of this information, but sitting with it and still working towards moving forward in this relationship, which is challenging. But a lot of times we want to avoid those things. We want to avoid the hard conversations. We want to avoid the things that don't feel good or that are work, that are challenging. We like to avoid work, y'all, for the most part. And so I say all of that to say it's important to acknowledge where you cop out and where you say, "Mm -mm, this is too much. This is too hard. This is too much work. I don't want to do this. I'm going back to what I know. You have to choose to do it differently. And there, there likely will be some times where you don't always get it right. That's okay. Give yourself grace for sure. Like there are, it's going to be easier to revert back to your default than it is to actually walk in a new mindset, especially when you are a a, a person of a certain age (laughs) and you've been carrying this mindset now for decades. It is going to be easier to revert back to what you know, but don't allow the fact that you may go backwards sometimes to make you feel like I'm never going to change or this can't be happening or like, no, that's not the case. It's something that you have to practice. It's something that you have to choose every single time. And it might even be a thing of like myself where you initially do revert back to an old mindset, an old habit, but you acknowledge it even after you may have made a decision or you've already thought of something, you acknowledge it and say, actually, I'm going to do it differently. And you always have the opportunity to change. You always have the opportunity to change your mind about something, to change your behavior. So don't allow, even if you get to a place where you feel like, okay, this is where I'm at with this, you can change it. Don't feel like that is the stopping point. Even if you go backwards, you always have the opportunity to interrupt when when you acknowledge, crap, I'm going back into a mindset or a behavior that I've always done and I said I was going to do it differently. That's your opportunity to change it. Don't sit and don't don't rest in the place of I've, I've reverted back to an old habit. So I'm just going to stay here. No, the fact that you acknowledge it, that means that your mind is willing and open to do it differently. So you have to then at that point say, okay, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to make a decision to do it differently. So, yeah, I hope that this has been something helpful and that has given you all some insight as to how to interrupt the patterns of returning to old habits or bad habits that you may have. And understand too, as I've been talking about giving yourself grace, understand that there is definitely going to be a part of you that really identifies with your old patterns because your mind has accepted that this is what keeps me safe. This is a place where I can always return back to because it's familiar. And for people who don't like change, can we talk about that? For people who don't like change, anything that interrupts a familiar pattern is going to feel like danger. It's going to feel like something that is in opposition. But understand that it's going to take time. It's truly going to take time to learn new mindsets, to learn new patterns. It's going to take time for you to 
and just really get into the routine and habit of doing things differently. And listen, don't try and fix everything at one time. It's too much. It's overwhelming. You're going to shut down. And guess what? You're going to return to what you know. Don't try to fix everything at one time. Be kind with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Really allow yourself to just kind of sit with one thing at a time. This We're not trying to do everything all right now. We're not trying to fix ourselves and act as though like we'll never ever have to do anything ever again. There'll always be things that we're working on and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that we're a problem that has to be fixed, but there will always be room for growth. There will always be a space for us to evolve and to grow and there's nothing wrong with that. So be patient with yourself. But I hope that this was helpful for you all. I hope that you were able to take away something that can help you just to think twice as you are just experiencing life, the disappointments of life, life as we know it, that can help you to do something differently. So make sure that you share this with a friend and until next time, don't forget, be whole, be healed and be authentic. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into a Change of Heart podcast. I hope you were encouraged and please take a moment to share with a girlfriend and don't forget to download the episode. Lastly, I would love to connect with you. You can follow me on Instagram at Angel C. Walston and at a Change of Heart podcast. Have an amazing week and don't forget, be whole, be healed and be authentic.